Frankenstein. Frankenstein, can you hear me? Come in, Frankenstein. This is Professor Maxson calling Victor Frankenstein. Frankenstein, you dolt, set your gridly wave to channel 10. Victor, you're a fool. Apparently you can create life, but you can't tune your gridly wave transmitter properly. Assuming you are able to hear me, I want to give you an update on my progress. We arrived at this jungle island in the Pacific for my new laboratory about two weeks ago. And everything is going just fine. Everything's perfect, Victor. You won't believe my success. Number one is a god. He'll be the perfect mate for my daughter, Virginia. Victor, I understand you're making a bride out of old, used body parts you dug up somewhere. Well, that's just crazy, Victor. It's crazy, I tell you. Hey, you, get back in that vat. Okay, Victor. If you ever figure out how to use that gridly wave of yours, get back to me and we'll compare more notes. Chicago Bureau of the Barsoomian Blade. Dateline Jesu. The Panthen Press Production. For fans of Edgar Rice Burroughs and Pulp Adventure, here's your host, Elmo. Welcome to show number 18. Sit back and enjoy. We have more coming up from the ECOF convention in August. This is the Gridley Wave Network. It's time to get back to the final panelist from the Jane discussion. And that's Jim Haddock, who talked about how Jane has been handled by the various pastiches and fan fiction stories. There was a question and answer uh, session following that, which uh, included commentary from the other panelists, Joan Bledig, Cole Richardson, and Huck Huckenpoller. I'm Tarzan. You could be Jane. Well, I'll keep it uh, brief. Uh, it was a lot of fun checking uh, into a lot of the uh, pastiches, rereading some things and, and looking them up. And I want to thank uh, Huck. Uh, my starting point was the Burroughs Bulletin issue of number uh, 50, and it was your list uh, that was in this uh, bulletin, which I guess... Uh, was up to date as of that time, so I was looking for 
as many of these books as I could that related to Tarzan and, and Jane. Um, of course, the same with, with the books themselves and a lot of the movies. Jane really doesn't appear or is just uh, mentioned, including the first uh, pastiche I ever read, which I still think is one of the best ones, and it's one of the, the few authorized ones, and that was uh, Tarzan in the Valley of Gold by Fritz Leiber. And um, I think she's just mentioned that she's in England or something while he's having his adventure, uh, which was the same in the, in the movie uh, with uh, Mike Henry um, running around in Mexico or Brazil, and uh, you don't know what happened to Jane. But it would have been nice if he had a Jane. He was, he was pretty good Tarzan. Um, I'll just mention real quickly because I, I think people want to ask uh, questions. Uh, some of the highlights of uh, some of the passages that I was checking, and uh, it segues from what you were talking about, you know, some of these uh, stories, uh, like in the comics, um, either uh, present Jane as, <clears throat> as she was um, in, in the first books, you know, the, uh, the helpless uh, heroine, or maybe they do show that she's more of an active, uh, stronger uh, woman. Uh, one of my favorite pastiches, and one of the most interesting ones, uh, is Tarzan on Mars by uh, John Bloodstone. I forget the... Stuart Barnes. Stuart. Thank you. Okay. I knew someone. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting to show Tarzan on Mars, and he's, um, <clears throat> you know, he's got really super strength. Uh, you know, he's, you know, Tartar... Uh, is so strong. Tarzan's even stronger, and he's taking on the bants and the uh, white apes. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's like the, the Tarzan, uh, Superman, Tarzan in that uh, comic. Um, but one of the weak points of the of the, of the book uh, was the portrayal of Jane, and I, I thought it wasn't so good. She's very passive, although she has an important part in the story. Uh, I don't know if you've read it or how many have, have been able to get a hold of that, but uh, not to go too much into the story, uh, at the beginning she wants um, Tarzan to go back to civilization and just give up the jungle life. And uh, it looks like um, he's needed back in Britain just before the war, World War II, um, to, to work on some sort of um, committee, secret advisory committee. And he realizes the old days are over. He won't return to Africa. Things are changing too much. So Jane is very happy about this. Well, he does have a chance for one more adventure to go to Opar, and this, this turns into uh, an adventure uh, where he goes to um, Mars. And uh, what happens to Jane is that she uh, uh, he, he has found this diadem with a great jewel in Opar and gives it to her and she becomes mesmerized by it, and she's teleported 48 million miles to uh, Mars, Barsoom. And uh, she's on the golden throne of Isis. What happens is that uh, uh, Tario, the Lotharian, is trying to revive the Isis religion that John Carter did away with, but didn't replace it with anything, which was, I thought was kind of interesting, that that was a big issue that supposedly arose. And uh, Jane, Jane, Jane is brought to um, Barsoom and becomes the, uh, the new Isis, but she's under his uh, mind control and uh, 
so during most of the story, she's just sort of sitting there and, and uh, being used um, as, a, as a, a figurehead or a symbol for the revival of the new religion, and Tarzan has to uh, rescue her. Um, there were a lot of interesting things in the book, uh, some possibilities of you know what, what would have happened if Tarzan had gone to Mars, but I thought the part of Jane was, was really weak. Um, much more interesting books dealing with uh, a Jane, which were the, the totally, uh, I finally was able to get a hold of all of them. Uh, the unauthorized, I think this is Barton. Barton. That's where I get it. Actually, from the viewpoint of, of, of showing family life on the estate, uh, what it would have been like, daily life uh, with Jane and, and, and Tarzan, they have some interesting little scenes. And uh, basically, uh, she uh, wants to maintain civilization as much as she can on the estate. She wants to go back to England as much as she can. But uh, in a couple of the books here, she um, goes off with uh, John on little trips into the forest where she's swinging in the trees with him, and he makes a little nest for her up in the tree, and, and uh, so she does um, revert to the primitive sometimes. Uh, with him. Um, and sometimes she'll stay at the estate and uh, accept his uh, running off, going off with the Waziri or something. And, going back to the, the wild. Take it easy, Tarzan. You'll bend your muscles. <laughs> and one funny little scene, in, I guess this is my uh, favorite one, as um, Jim knows I'm interested in Abominable Snowmen. Uh, Tarzan and the uh, Abominable Snowmen. Um, she uh, is, is having these uh, visitors um, uh, come to the estate, and uh, uh, she's preparing this big meal. and. Uh, uh, Tarzan comes in to um, eat the meal, but he's uh, he's disgusted because it's it's overcooked, and and he expects Jane to have food that is prepared more to his liking, and he actually just says, "I can't eat this," and walks out. And uh, so showing some kind of conflict there that she wants him to eat more civilized food sometimes, and he he really prefer uh, as rare as possible. So uh, a funny little scene in that. Um, I, I suppose a lot of you have read at least some of these books or seen them. I, uh, they're really poor books. They're really rip-offs. But, and I, um, when I first saw them as a kid, I, I, I you know, I, I thought this isn't Burroughs. I don't want to read them, and, and I'm not encouraging anyone to read them. But it is kind of interesting how uh, how Jane is shown in these books, and it's it's a it's a pretty compromise between the the overly helpless, civilized woman who doesn't want to really be in the jungle. And uh, the later Jane, uh, a very good portrayal of Jane, uh, was in a pastiche I got from the uh, internet on uh, herbalist urbania has a number of interesting pastiches. Uh, and one of them is called uh, Jungle of Bronze by Andy Nunez. And it's basically a crossover of Tarzan and Doc Savage. But there's a really good portrayal of Jane in that. And I emailed Andy and said I really like that portrayal. And he said it was based on the Jane of Tarzan the Terrible. And in that, um, Jane is being kidnapped by um, some thugs who um, 
basically want to hold it for hostage, I guess, uh, as a hostage, um, to get Tarzan to um, uh, leave them alone because they have a plan to go to Oak Park. And um, Doc Savage, uh, under a different name, uh, Doc Justice, and, and of course uh, Tarzan in that uh, pastiche is called uh, Elmo. And uh, uh, Doc uh, Justice and his gang, his friends, they want to rescue her. And uh, they find out that she's already escaped, that she was able to break away from the thugs and kill one of them and get out of the window. And they're trying to figure out where she went. How, you know, where did she go out of the window? Well, of course, she got into the tree and just uh, swung away. So she's shown as a, as a person uh, who's very capable and, and able to kill and, uh, and escape and, and, uh, and swing through the trees. And, and one of the characters is saying, you know, uh, you know I, I don't think uh, Lady Greystoke needs our help. And then she appears later in, in the book. She's uh, in Opar and she's helping Tarzan. So, so much more of an active role and a pretty strong woman. Um, you know, she's not only able to protect herself, but, you know, kill someone that is threatening her. Um, and there's a few other portrayals of Jane like that in some of the uh, pastiches. Uh, my very favorite one, actually, is uh, the Filippose Farmer, Time's Last Gift. And um, she, she doesn't appear in it until the end, and I think it's a really great appearance. Um, I don't know if anyone's read this, but uh, Tarzan is called uh, Lord Grabardson, and uh, he uh, goes back in time in a time machine. And uh, I, I like those kind of stories anyway, and I, I thought this was a good one. But um, uh, Jane appears at the very end, and <clears throat> if I can just read a real quick uh, thing here. Um, so after having his, uh, his uh, adventure in time, his next thing, you know, what do you do next? Um, he, he's uh, behind the development of a, of a starship to go up into uh, space and uh, go to the stars. And uh, so Jane was, was killed in an accident in A.D. 2018. Uh, he, despite his, in he'd been hurt too, despite his injuries, he seemed to it that she was rushed to the nearest center, uh, medical center, fortunately only a minute's drive away. But not until A.D. 2108 had medical science improved to the point where she could be revived and her mangled body be rebuilt. And now she's uh, on board the spaceship. And it says at the end that um, he, uh, the beautiful blonde looks up at him and smiles at him on the spaceship and they're ready for the next adventure um, going up into the stars. So I think that was kind of a, a, a neat possibility for the future for, for Tarzan and Jane. There are a lot of other pastiches, and, and a, a number of them I, I, I couldn't find, such as the Peerless Pier. I think uh, I, I know that Jane you doesn't appear in that. Oh, okay. Well, thanks. Now, now I know. <laughs> I have to worry about that one. Okay, Ch check that off. Um, if anybody has any that they've read and uh, that are pretty good, if you want to mention them, that, that would be uh, nice to hear about. But uh, I finished with that and open for questions. Okay, time now for comments, sacrificial offerings, adulation. Silence? That was an option, apparently. 
<laughs> anyone, They're just anyone so read, overwhelmed. Did anyone read Tarzan, The Beckoning, by Tom Yates, all the way through? Yes. You were <coughs> describing it. I didn't. Um, how um, how arch-feminist is Jane portrayed in that one, or is she? Not arch-feminist, arch-environmentalist. Yeah. Uh, arch oh, pro, okay. Um, Eco-activists and yeah. environmentalists. Yeah. That's okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> well, she's not really, I guess environmentalism wasn't in, in Burris's world through 1948, right? So not overtly. There was certainly the, there was the implication of uh, the dread of civilization coming to Opa, to Opar, to Palo Don. Oh, definitely. I had a couple of comments on some on some of these uh, some of the other people's uh, presentations. Uh, start out with Joan. I have always thought that Tarzan's quest came early in the cycle because Kitty Sparrow in the beginning has not heard about Hazel Strong's wedding to Bunny Penny. Yeah, but where was it, she? She it, was somewhere she was else. She in London, but she but she did know about Jane's marriage to Tarzan. They occurred at the same time. Yeah, it was a double wedding. Well, it struck me that, that though that's the 19th book in the, as published, that what happened there had to take place before um, the birth of their son. That would make sense. Well, that would indicate that Jane was kind of wimpy and then got stronger and then whipped out again and got stronger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Perception. I don't. I don't think it's. I think it's after terrible. But I don't. But I don't think it is as late as. So you think that it would have happened after, Korak? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It just something struck me, and I haven't read it in a number of years. And I got to page ten there, and I said, "Wait a minute. Maybe uh, this." Happens real early instead of. Well, Korak would have had to have been at least 19 or 20 if he's a lieutenant coming back from the. Uh, well, yes, yeah. Argonne. Or Muse or Argonne or something. Yeah. Of course, that's 1918, Uh Somebody mentioned that, that Jane wanted Tarzan to go back to London. This is the Jane of Sun. The beginning, the beginning of Sun of Tarzan. Yeah. She wants to, she, she's trying to prevent the, the Sun from picking up any of his father's degenerate tendencies to, to raw meat and that sort of stuff. <laughs> Talk about a plan going awry. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, did it ever. Uh, Thank goodness. Cole, uh, I wanted to mention the River of Time, which is the thing where Korak is suddenly turned into an, an old man, is was recently reprinted in the comics review. Oh, really? Because uh, it, it was originally Sunday strips that... Uh, so someone, someone, Manning. so someone paraphrased the Russ Manning strip mm -hmm. and paraphrased it in the DC mm -hmm. Super Spectacular number 19. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just, ju just as they, uh, just as Cobra took uh, Tarzan's magic fountain from what 1942, 43, and redid it uh, in the uh, DC Tarzan. I see. Thank you. Jim, one of the things in the Barton Warper Tarzans that I thought was unusual about Jane, that was not in Burroughs Jane, was not in any of the movie Janes, right. is that she was fluent in Mangani. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Nobody ever, nobody ever mentioned that she spoke Mangani fluently. Right. I don't except think that's except that's in any other. Barton yeah. No, that doesn't. No, come I even. Doesn't she pick up enough Mangani much later on somewhere that she understands them? Miss Parker. What is it, Roland? I don't think this animal likes me. Perhaps you're not using the right word. Oh, blimey. No. Now, that might be it. Here, you. Going up. All aboard. Oh, go on now, will you? I'd do the same for you one day. Allie, up. I'm going. Can, can I ask a question? Sure. I'm surprised you guys spent all this time talking about Jane and didn't discuss who was Tarzan really in love with, Jane or Locke? No. I Jane. don't think... We weren't, we weren't told we could... I don't think that. you even have to question that from anything that came out of mind. Okay. Uh, well, in Tarzan the Warrior, of course, um, the, uh, the, grand, the grandson of Tarzan, Jean, accuses Tarzan of having gotten it on of Olga the Coot. Well, we know that. Which I think is highly unusual. Wasn't married to Jane then? What's wrong with that? I didn't say there was anything wrong with that. She was married to Raoul. She was already married to Raoul. Just because Raoul's kid looked exactly like Tarzan. Right. Yeah, but if Tarzan got shot for it, he might as well do it. I would like you gentlemen to explain to me why every villain in every single Tarzan book wants to make it with Jane. What she got that none of the rest of us do? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they want to frustrate Tarzan. <laughs> well, obviously, you said that yourself, and that she was so absolutely devastating to Tarzan himself, he couldn't take his eyes off him. It must have been some... Yeah, but every other... Yeah, I, she radiated I know. an amazing amount of pheromones. It must be. God. Tarzan films, Jane plays a different role. She's always the critical thing to make the action happen. Yeah. Every single time. In the Weissmuller. In the Weissmuller films, a, a situation comes up, Tarzan says, we ain't doing that. She says, yes, we are. They end up doing it. All hell breaks loose. <laughs> Every time. And then he, he has to come in and rescue her. That doesn't happen in most other versions of, of Jane popping mm -hmm. up. And you miss that. When Jane gets killed off in the magazine version of her. I don't know, I haven't read the magazine versions. Well, yeah, that's one where he thinks she's been killed in the book. Yeah. Oh, well, he thinks that a lot, and so does she. I think well, but, he's but been killed they find the skeleton. I mean, was there any change in the character? When he changed it for the book to, to, to unkill her, was there any change change in the way he portrayed her? I don't know. I have never read the magazine version. Well, Tarzan the Terrible comes after. I think you're referring to Tarzan the uh, Untamed Bill, where you yeah. know, he finds the the skeleton with, uh, with, the, with the ring, and he thinks it's Jane. Yeah, but in the and then the Tarzan the Terrible is after that. She's actually dead. She's actually dead. Yeah. And, and Perillo's got such flack from his own family, his own daughter and his own, uh, his own wife, to say nothing of the fans, that yeah. uh, when it came out in book form, that was quickly changed. Oh, yeah.
Oh, I'm like, sorry. So like that's what you're talking about. Magazine appearance. Yeah. You're talking about in the, right, in the book. Exactly. Did the magazine appearance. Yeah. And, right. And then okay. when they did the book, he changed it. But I, besides changing the fact that she's not dead, he didn't change anything else. Did, in other words, did knowing he was going to kill her make her betray her in one way, and then we changed it to make her so he didn't kill her. Was there any other changes? Well, you could read both versions and give us a report yeah, next I year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might add as an aside because I, I miss. I didn't misunderstand. I just went down the wrong track. In the, in the preparing for the comic book rights of Tarzan the Terrible, and was that DC or was, I think yeah that was DC. There was uh, they actually were thinking that they weren't going to be doing it much longer, and so they actually had Untamed in the can, and they finished it with her actually being mentioned as she was alive because. They were afraid Tarzan Turbo wasn't going to come out. They didn't want to leave it hanging that she was, you know, gone and not to be recovered. So they actually modified the Burroughs script from Tarzan Untamed the book, and in the comic book version, it is mentioned that she's found alive. Tarzan Untamed the comic. The gold key version, Manning just. But certainly in the book Untamed. Oh yeah, I like I like Magnus actually. In the in the original in the original book version of Untamed, Jane's appearance was minimal in that first chapter. So there was not there would not have been an awful lot to change. It is interesting that in the Dark Horse reincarnations, several of the later runs, Jane is unconscious, presumed dead, taken over by plant life, you know, and Does she ever fall off a waterfall with Professor Moriarty? That that has occurred to me, you know, that they you know, we there could be a her last bow, you know. And then she could come back from that. They would just it'd be Iguazu or something instead of Reichenbach falling. They, they had meant to kill her at the end of Tarzan Finds His Son, didn't they? Too hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a ver I saw a version of the movie in which she did die. Tarzan I mean, is that is that a escape? is that a spurious variant? I, I thought it was Tarzan Finds His Son. I think I yeah, thought it was Tarzan Escapes, where she was supposed one, to. One one of the two. I, I think I saw a version of Tarzan Finds His Son in which she has a death scene and she dies. Yes. I think real early that. Jane was a deterrent to the action of the Tarzan novel, and he, he, he felt sorry that he even yeah. created her. But the problem is, all of his books are romances. Yeah. yeah but I mean, and of course, the fun part is the four marriages, as we all know. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> Speak so. for yourself. <laughs> He's still having fun. Still having fun, of course. But. In any case, uh, that is the irony. Remember, he had never planned to carry on Tarzan character. No, of course not. Like everything else, it was going to have a romantic adventure and move on to the next adventure and do something different. But there's no, but in the pastiches and the spin-offs, there's no, no book where it's just Jane as a hero? Well, actually, yes. Um, you, did you get to read the diary of Miss Jane Porter? No. Yes, I, I did. Was, I was going to mention that, Luke K. Skinner's. Yeah, actually, that is a really interesting uh, passage about Jane because it focuses on Jane. And it's kind of an alternate Jane, isn't it? Yeah. Because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I just skimmed through real, real fast because, uh, you know, I thought it was about Jane and I wanted to cover that one. But right. but she uh, uh, she very quickly dispenses with clothing and uh, yeah. learns to swing up in the trees. This and the Boderic Jane. Yeah. And, and <laughs> hang out in the trees with uh, Jane, and uh, with Tarzan. And... Um, uh, well, I hope you can find this passage on the, on the internet and read it if you want. But yeah, it's not to give away the ending, but uh, 
but she decides to stay in the jungle, and well, it's like an alternate the, ending. Uh, you marry your character prematurely, and it takes a lot of the oomph out of an adventure series. Other, other. Uh, I mean, Flash Gordon. If you married Dale, would he really be able to have you? No, Flash. I need you to go get the milk in the egg. But he did marry Dale. Oh. Well, it's kind of interesting because he didn't, Burroughs didn't have that problem with John Carter because by the end of Warlord, he could go off to someone else and still explore Barsoom, and it didn't have to be John Carter, whereas with Tarzan, it had to be Tarzan. Well, but yeah, but after Warlord, it shifts away from John right, Carter. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, Warlord resolves it all, and they're happily married, and John Carter's the Warlord, and he can go off and tell other stories on Barcelona. Right, yeah, like other characters. But the Martians are with or without John Carter. Just put a good hero in. Right. Whereas Tarzan, there's only one Tarzan. That's right, there's only one for many of the books, there's a secondary male lead who had the romance. Yeah. Even when he put Korak in the stories, he wasn't positive. Yeah. He wasn't no. raised the same way. No. Look what Burroughs did in uh, one of the great, great conundrums of the Burroughs series is Tarzan of the City, which has three or four different versions. The first version of that is the radio broadcast, Tarzan the Diamond of the Chair. Burroughs sat on top of Rob Johnson, who wrote us, adapted it. And the first scene in that radio broadcast is Tarzan meeting, this is 1934-35, Tarzan meeting, that's what it was written, Tarzan meeting Lieutenant Darnot, and Darnot inquiring, where's Jane? And he says, oh, she's gone back. Um, she felt it was too early for us to announce our engagement, and uh, she wants to wait a year or so before we announce our engagement and so forth. So Tarzan is free to go off and have the adventure. And you can see Burroughs, again, dealing with the conundrum of having, my gosh, by the time of, uh, son of Tarzan, he's a grandfather, you know, or, you know, he's, he's, he's got a grandfather running around the jungle. This is this just doesn't add for good romance. It's Oh, you're, you're asking about other pastiches. There's one that I believe was originally written in Swedish. Uh, I picked up a German version called Ich Jane. And she is a menopausal Jane whining about how Tarzan is always running off into these nasty jungles and leaving her to clean up the tree house. That sounds good. That sounds pretty bad. Well, if we could ask to have all those exhibits passed. I think I, 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 I need my exhibit A wherever there is an office. Jim, Jim is I guess yes, that's a somebody asked about. Philip Jose Farmer has written a several unanswered questions. Let's expert in killing Jane and Jim Farmer. It's not really that there is a going to wrap it up for show number 18. I want to thank our panelists once again for a really good discussion, I thought, of 
Jane Porter, Lady Greystoke, uh, and that discussion was at the 2006 ECOF convention hosted by the National Capital Panthans. I also want to thank the Podsafe Music Network for providing, again, uh, all of the incidental music that I use on the show. I'll talk to you in two weeks. This is Elmo from the Barsoomian Blade Bureau in Chicago, signing off. (laughs) 